0: back. You're listening to, you would think, the Philadelphia Flyers podcast. I'm your host Kyle Collins, and joining me once again, Mr. Kevin Dershow. How are you?
1: Doing well. How are you?
0: I'm doing all right. You know, it's uh, it's cold out here in Illinois. Woke up today; it was 17 degrees with a wind chill of. Seven. Okay,
1: you're not not as cold as it is here. I was so. about to say it's got it's like so like because we took two weeks again. This is the last time we're
0: taking two weeks. I swear. Yeah, we're back to the weekly schedule. Um, I'm mentioning that off the top. Well, back, because back last, next Sunday, we'll be here
1: because last last weekend I was in a wedding. So that was that explains the Saturday to Sunday gap. I didn't go to either of the home games because Saturday night was a long one for me. So <laughs> you can imagine. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> but last Saturday afternoon for this wedding, we had weather out here that was something like high 50s, low 60s kind of stuff. It was for for mid like we had 70 on was, Monday. Yeah. Right. For near for near like mid-November, it was gorgeous. It was like you couldn't have asked for better weather. Nobody needed any like like taking pictures outside was not an issue.
0: And then that lake wind but, rolled in.
1: Like Right. Like I went outside yesterday and it was like and I, and I said this, too, because our arm like you got the nice weather then on Monday because our Monday was freezing.
0: OK, like it might have been Tuesday. I don't know. Well, no, 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 no. It, it before hit. that. I don't know. Well, no,
1: because we had um, there were remnants of a hurricane that came through on Friday, and I think it just picked back up, like whatever front was coming through came back through. It's not a weather podcast, I get it. No.
0: Then that's but what it, I'm getting to. Okay. I know. It's S- but
1: it's cold. So
0: speaking I, of yeah. natural disasters like blizzards and hurricanes and etc. 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 I thought you were gonna say speaking of cold. No, speaking of disasters. Um, (laughs) The Philadelphia Flyers have lost six straight, uh, completely crashing down to earth, uh, full Dennis Green, they are what we thought they were, Um, here we are, the tank for Connor Bedard is completely on, right? Is that Um, fair to say? Yes and no.
1: Uh, like that you're sounds not... like somebody who
0: has to cover the team for the rest of the year and wants to watch. <laughs> well, no, a, here... a couple of wins.
1: No, because here's here. No, it's not that. I, well, listen, it doesn't matter. Like, the reason I'm saying yes and no is because you can call it the tank is on. You can call it whatever you'd like to call it. Tank they've hard, actually it like, th- they've actually played better over this six game streak than they did over either of the two double digit losing streaks last year. OK, like that, like that is encouraging. The, the irony of this losing streak is and, you know, I, I know that we have this debate or we've had this debate before and the, the way it works around hockey circles of, you know, what do you pay more attention to the eye test or the analytics test or do you blend them together or whatever the case may be? The analytics actually tell you they're playing better process wise than they have all season. Right. Like truthfully, and, and they are and I looked because I looked this up and I'll read this off really quick in four of the last six games. They are the team with the higher scoring chances for percentage in five of the six. They are the highest uh, Corsi for percentage this season or in this stretch and six of the of the seven highest games in high danger scoring chances for this percent or chances for percentage this season are all during this streak. So, All six of these games, they've had like the higher percentages of higher high danger scoring chances for right than any other games like they were winning games and doing worse at getting scoring chances than they are right now. So right now, what's happening is they are a finding ways to lose games and b the talent disparity is showing every night. Yes. Like you can be like all I could think about was the, you know, okay, like. The the quote that everybody thinks of is hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard, right? Right. Like it's it's an age old quote. People know it, right? And to an extent, that's been true because they're they don't have a star. They've got ton. They they've got a practically got a starting lineup on the injured list right now. Right. And yet they're competitive. The effort is definitely. I can't deny the efforts there. They is have there? not like rolled over and lost a bunch of games, even if this like that's the funny part. It's which, and, and not funny in a ha ha kind of way. I like the, again, ironic. They've got most of their most lopsided losses on the scoreboard are coming during this stretch. When reality is they're playing better than that. Usually there's a contributing factor. They lose to, you know, I mean, I, I guess we, where we really need to start is the beginning of where we left off because they went into a game. We, we kind of were talking about this surprise start, the six, three and two. and, where they were and they went and they beat st louis handily i mean best game they played all year
0: yeah for sure um they are a scrappy team full of young kids trying to make their name and older tough vets you know trying to prove they still have a place in the nhl it it's a chip on their shoulder kind of team it's Uh, we saw it kind of catch teams by surprise in that first dozen games or so. And now that teams have kind of figured it out, you know, if you show up with a decent effort, you're going to beat the flyers.
1: And, and, and it's, it's tough to like, this is why it's tough to evaluate because there's a lot of people that are going, okay, you know, back to earth and teams are figuring them out. I don't know that teams are necessarily figuring out certain aspects of it because, if they were, then these games would be worse than what they are right now. Like,
0: well, I, like, I just mean they're figuring out that they need to show up with a little bit of effort, and that's really all it takes. Because most teams just have more talent than the Flyers do.
1: Well, oh, no, no, absolutely, and and it, it gets worse when you add in the injury list. I yep, mean,
0: including we added Scott Lawton to that list last night. I'm sure we'll touch on right that at now.
1: Some point. L- now the issue, and and this is going to be, you know, every week we joke about the Monday news drop. Lawton will be the Monday news drop yeah, in yeah. one one way, shape, or form because he's either going to somehow play tomorrow or he's going to be out tomorrow, and we'll yeah. find out. the The thing that's interesting to me is, again, and this is this is why I can't get a read on this thing either is because if I can go and give you all of those numbers that. During the course of these six losses, you've got four of your best games in this area, five of your best here. All six are in your top seven of sc- high danger, scoring chances, four percentage, or whatever the case may be. Right. They've been some your you're better doing- efforts so far. No, but then you're doing all of this. No Sean Couturier at all. No Cam Atkinson at all. James and Reems like been out this entire yeah. time. And I'm not trying to say that any of these guys are transforming your team magically. But do you think, like, perfect example. Who's on the ice like for this Montreal game, trying to close it out in the final minute? If more guys are healthy, is Scott Lawton out there? If he's still in the game, absolutely. Is Cam Atkinson possibly out there, or oh. Sean Couturier?
0: Yeah, I know. I know Nick Delorier and Zach McEwen aren't out there, and that's who was out right. there. Right. Right, and that's the point, though. And like, quite frankly, Zach McEwen has been one of your better sure. contributors like, over the last couple of weeks. Well, like, he hasn't like, really like, turned like, into goals, but like, he's been one of your your puck carriers, as weird as that is to say,
1: right? But like, okay, so like, this is and this is where I'm trying to go with this. It's like, no, Zach McEwen hasn't been that bad of a player this year, and like everybody's no, been solid. You no, know, and everybody's freaking out that he's on. E, like, oh, well, this is why they are what they are. They've got Zach McEwen play in power play, and the answer is, who else would you like to do it?
0: Well, that's the it's, point.
1: Like. Quite literally, and I I didn't I haven't tweeted this, but I did post it in a comment like on Facebook. They're icing and I've texted people this, they're icing a preseason lineup right now. Like when you're moving these guys up and they're playing second line, this is a really in the preseason.
0: You know who the Flyers are? They are a wagon in the AHL. They're full of young, young guys who are ready to be NHL players. And old it's, tough um, guys who are borderline NHL—they're play- a wagon in the AHL.
1: It's funny you say that while the uh, Phantoms have a five-game winning streak going on at the moment, it, too. By the way,
0: it, the roster is just full of it.
1: Like the, the Phantoms have been doing everything to find a way to win lately, and you're right. Like it's a glorified like that's why I keep saying it's a glorified preseason roster. The
0: entire organization is full of it.
1: <laughs> I'm trying Same to figure out. Wait, like, right, but I'm trying to figure out. Like the like, and in my head, like get around the concept that they're gonna play a game on home ice against Calgary on Monday night tomorrow. Yep. And possibly be without, in in no specific order at this point, but possibly be without. And I'm just doing forwards because because right. defensively they've really kind of played a consistent lineup. I mean, th- this, they've used the same six defensemen for two and a half weeks at least. Right. Like. I don't remember. Like at this point, I don't remember the last time Igor Zamula played a game. Right. I think. I think maybe Toronto because they gave um, uh, or or Ottawa because they made Wrist a healthy scratch for a game. Okay. Which that's a whole other story too because he's strapped to the third pairing. So don't you love having a five point one million dollar third pairing defenseman? Yeah. Well, that's. You know, but beside the well, and and, and I, but like, I'm not upset about it for what the purpose behind it seems to be because if that's John Tortorella sending a bit of a message about a guy's level of play, we can't hate on that. That's right. On, that's on I mean, let's put this way. Kevin Hayes started the game in Montreal on the third line with Max Willman and uh, Patrick Brown, I think.
0: Yep. Uh, yeah. So it's, like, so it's like Patrick Brown getting back into the lineup is not something I expected to see, <laughs> but here we are. Um,
1: it, actually, to me, it, it it is something I expected to see. It's like it, it like it almost feels fitting. Like that that's the guy who comes back from injury first. Than anything, like like at this point, I think you know I'm not saying fans are infatuated with this guy by any stretch. But if James Van Riems like were to walk through the door tomorrow, I think everybody would go nuts. Like, and he's not, but you know what I mean. Like, it's by like because way- it, it's at least a guy who can put in the top six and say, okay, I can see how he still fits there. Like he's got to be better than putting you know. Zach McEwen up there or you know trying to see if Morgan Frost or Noah Cates can evolve more at,
0: like rapid fire when they haven't done anything for most of the year Cam York has nine points in 13 games with the Phantoms
1: and it's such a tough call because nope, you leave, him pers- there. leave him there leave him right, there. right Well, there. Leave that, him that, him that's there. what I mean because the tough call is you can be tempted to say hey he could help us right now up please at this for the level. love of
0: God leave him there
1: but you could also say give him the positive vibes of essentially becoming a leader on a team that Let you should be feel a very stud comfortable stud for the
0: phantoms Let but, him. am i
1: but am i wrong yeah. about that i mean he's played enough years down there i mean you're talking about a guy who's going on i guess part what parts of two uh, pro seasons or three pro seasons down there yeah, at least I'm,
0: I'm looking at i'm looking at his elite prospects page right now in the 2021 season he played three games with the flyers eight games with the phantoms Right, so this, uh, let, that's
1: shorter than last year.
0: Last, last season, he played 30 with the Flyers and 34 with the Phantoms.
1: And so far the, this year, it's something like this. It's He didn't make it this year, so he hasn't He been has not.
0: Right, correct. He has not played for the Flyers yet. So he's year. up, he up to
1: something like 12 down there or 13? 13. 13. Nine okay. points
0: in 13 games. Um, let him stay. Let him get... 50 60 points whatever he ends up at you know if he picks up his pace a little bit sure let him dominate let him be an absolute monster
1: it's ironic that I'm calling him like the guy comes into the year with 42 games of experience at the AHL level and I'm calling you know 13 more games down the line and I'm sitting here saying let him stay and become a leader down there like after 42 like that's not even a full AHL season but but
0: he's been a leader at every level so we expect no different here well and the goal and and the
1: goal is like leaders are guys who get the most minutes right right,
0: but he was a leader at Michigan he was a leader in the U.S. program like we expect no different out of New York in in Lehigh Valley and we expect quite frankly we expect no different of him when he comes here and that is one of the things I wanted to mention by the way is um when it comes to the injuries is Mm -hmm. almost every player you mentioned there has worn letters at some point
1: Oh, sure. And Can,
0: like, I think, did yeah. Cam Atkinson wear a letter at any point? If not, he was gonna, like, let's be honest. He was definitely a leader just, for that I mean,
1: team. geez, last year feels like a blur to me. We've <laughs> already been, you, you've, you've already made that <laughs> comment. but yeah. um, I don't, So I, I thought he did maybe at one point in time. Let's put it this way. For sure, I know he did in Columbus. So it's like, it's, it, the point is he's okay. led before. He, he's right. Led, right. If, he, if he hasn't, he's retired. still a
0: leader. Right. Uh, but Sean Couturier's were worn an A for a very long time. Um, I mean, the only one wearing the only one to to wear a letter now and now he's hurt. Like, right. Ryan Ellis is wearing
1: wearing a letter before and for the,
0: like, we expected him to show up and be a leader in the locker room.
1: I don't know if Van Riemsdyk ever did. I don't think he ever, I
0: I don't think so, but,
1: but but he's, but he's a veteran. Yes. I get your point. And, and, and in the same vein. Travis Konechny never has either in his professional, like in his NHL okay. career. But he did but, in Sarnia. No. Well, yeah, right. He did it as a junior player. But also there was some hinting going on that like John Tortorella was liking what he was seeing from Konechny, not just in terms of the point production but that he was taking on a little bit more of a leadership role. And all of a sudden, I've seen went, that out of him so, this year, but all of a sudden everybody changed the tune It went from being, wait a minute, is Lawton the only guy who's like in the running for this like thing, or is, is connect me kind of putting his name into the hat of future captain
0: possibility. Travis connecting has been what we want Travis connecting to be, which now, is the shame.
1: Yeah. Which is the shame of what has happened to him.
0: Right now. One of the things we've seen out of him in the past is that when the team starts losing, sometimes is when his uh, his frustration can show, shall we right. say? Um, so we're hoping that, you know, as the team kind of heads down this hole, it looks like they're heading down. We're hoping that he can not do that. Well, he
1: was off to a good start with it because during bulk of this losing streak, at least the part that he played. And he was playing well. He- he was contributing at one point in time, and obviously he didn't play in the Montreal game, so wipe out those numbers altogether from the game. Um, but the games leading up to and I, I, like, he was already, yeah, because they hadn't scored against Boston yet when he left the game, so he didn't factor into the points there. But going back to, I guess, the first four games of the streak a- and the St. Louis game, he had factored into, like, directly factored into six of their last 11 goals. Like the percentage was ridiculous that like he he was making it happen when he was on the ice and there wasn't many others that you could say that about.
0: And that's the kind of production that you're comfortable paying that salary for.
1: Oh, sure. And I mean, like you can break down this lineup and the guys that are missing and various things of this nature and kind of pinpoint where it would start to go, you know, even just say start, go off the rails, but you can pinpoint where, you know, it doesn't feel like you're getting as much from these guys or whatever the case may be. Like, they have a handful of guys that you can either look at and say they are being as productive, if not more productive, than we probably anticipated. Konechny's one of them for me. I did oh, not yeah. expect over a point per game.
0: I agree. He's been seller this year, So
1: he's, he's given you, so you an awful lot. And fun discussion I've had with others is, you know, does it feel like Kevin Hayes is a point per game player? Because he is right now and no. there's right but he's giving you point per game numbers per uh, offensively I, look, right. I like I, I've ad, I've looked at it and I'm like listen this guy's having to me he's, he's having an awful defensive year trying to play top line is not nope. really an option which is you know but then again I kind of like shake that off for a second because of the fact that Tortorella seems to feel the same way so I don't It'd be one thing if you just felt like you had to keep rolling it out there like that. Like, uh, we don't have any other choices. He's going to have to play, but he's a minus eight in the last three games or something like that. And and you can see, like like, they lost the overtime game in Columbus because of something stupid that he did. Like, yep. you can't force a pass. And you can argue all you want to about who else is on there and who else contributes to it. But at the same time, like, he's the one with the puck, the last guy back. He's going to have to defend it going back because yep. everybody thinks the pass is going through. And you can't try to thread the needle for like and force a pass at three on three and expect to get away with a three on one going the other way and not get scored on, no matter who it is. Cause it wasn't even good. Like uh, it's not that it wasn't good players. Like uh, that's not the truth of the statement, but it wasn't Columbus's top guys. It wasn't like Johnny Gaudreau got the puck from him and then said, okay, I'm going to have my way with this because it's a three on one. It was uh, like Cole Sillinger was part of that rush and Gavrikov scored the goal and like, you know, not be, your typical. To be fair,
0: that is kind of the top of the pile for uh, Columbus. It's close to.
1: It's probably second line material, second uh, with, second third line. But with yeah,
0: Voracek can... out, and you know, oh that
1: that that team's death. Like the fact, yeah, that they're that team,
0: crippled. They're... the fact
1: that that team The fact that team like because everybody after the first time the Flyers played them said, okay, they've thrown their name into the ring for the draft stuff because yep. you know the the second you say Zach Varensky's out for the year, right. immediately draws up. Well, yeah, that happened That survived. happened in the
0: first Flyers game, right? Yeah, right. As I'm saying. So when right. it
1: was over, when that news came out, it was, okay, they've thrown their name into the
0: ring. That was kind Obviously. of a nail in the coffin it, type of situation. It,
1: yeah. Kind of, but it doesn't... Because they were already they always, struggling. They were, but it doesn't really always amount to that because...
0: <sighs> when your best defenseman, and it's he's your best defenseman by a pretty reasonable margin with Adam i also oh, I'm not, out. I'm
1: not, I'm not saying they're not in the sweepstakes. Like, they're going to finish in the bottom portion of the standings, but... Don't assume last is what I'm saying. No, that's fair. Like that's fair. like you can't you can't just assume that now because they lost Wierenski for the year that it just goes straight down the tube. Oh no! Similar
0: done. similar to the Philadelphia Flyers, Jonas Corposalo is too good. He will steal them several wins in the same I, way I, that Carter Hart will steal several sure. wins for the Flyers.
1: And I don't I don't think they're going to be without. Um, they're not going to be without for the whole year. I think that, right. Like, he'll he'll come back tandem. at some point. And Both of
0: those guys are good enough to steal games.
1: And the, the question becomes like once they can get some of these because I, I think in a span of like three or four, like two or three games, they lost three of their defensemen. They've already been without forwards because let's go this way. The Flyers lost to them the first time around. And this is a team that, OK, like I, I think that night Goudreau was playing with Boone Jenner and Line was still active. Line got hurt the next game. Yep. He was out for the second one. Borachek never got to play. Because he's been out this whole time. Um, the first time they played Columbus, Kent Johnson couldn't play. Who's one of the bright spots of their future? Yep. Like it, it didn't seem to matter. And that's a team who, despite all of it, gained three points on them this like this week yep. or the last two weeks. That's the crazy part. Like that's,
0: the, that's what we love to say. And
1: and they're still five points behind. That's the funny part. But right.
0: yeah, we are. I think we're officially looking at the bottom of the standings. Right? Like, have well, we... because okay. Is six straight enough to get you to give up on the playoffs? Just out of curiosity. Like, I know we were already pretty, pretty skeptical going into the season.
1: There's a big, well, listen, to to me, it is. And I'll tell you, it's not just that, it's not the six straight that's the part that's making me give up on it. It's the, they're four points behind a playoff spot right now. And that's not insurmountable for any typical team. But. they went from, uh, like, let's just wait. We didn't, I'm trying to remember exactly when we did the, uh, like, the last show we did was two weeks ago, so it would have been the sixth. So it's a little further, like, this was a little earlier than this. It was about a week earlier, so they played a couple of games. I think they got a couple more wins after this point, but I took a screenshot of the NHL standings on October 29th because just in the event that so much changed, That I was, I wanted like to go back and go to say just for everybody who freaked out at the beginning of the year to remember that the Flyers were five and two at that given moment after lose. This was going into, this was going into that Saturday. They lost in overtime to Carolina that night, Okay, but the Flyers were five and two. The Devils were five and three, and you had a bunch of teams that were like, like the Rangers were three, three and two with eight points. And that was seventh in the division.
0: And the crazy thing is, the Devils still haven't lost since that moment. That's crazy. I know.
1: But I took a picture of, and this was just of the division standings because at that given moment, the Flyers were not only leading the division or tied for the division lead in points, but technically right. leading in points percentage because of right. one game. Yep. And so I took the picture at, you know, on October, the morning of October 29th because of the fact that it's like, oh, well, just to mention that they were actually once for one night in first place this year, because eventually this is going to be something to probably laugh about. Yeah. But, but at the same time, like I can go back and look and I don't remember if anybody else had lower than this, but I'm seeing that like Arizona had five points in the standings. The distance, even at that time between top and bottom was something like no, it, it was no more than, like six points one way, five the other. Like right. Flyers had ten at that moment. Boston had sixteen, and has and still. Well, no, I think they have lost a couple. Like maybe one game since
0: they've lost one or two, but they're still a wagon.
1: Well, no, they had already lost one by that point. So they, have, okay. I think they've lost. They've lost another. That's there you what go. I'm right. You know, but you, you know, Boston is still an absolute wagon. Like, but but regardless, so I take. So I took the picture after, and so this has changed even. So I took another picture after. Thursday's game for the purpose of, okay, they went from being ranked, I can only assume probably ranked like fifth. At one point in time, I did look last or like last week, maybe right after the St. Louis game, and they were probably something like, they were mid-pack, they were like 12th in points, but they were like sixth or seventh in points percentage. Like when you added it all up and you're like, okay, take this team and bump them down because the points percentage is different. So they were something like that. Like they were legitimately high-ranking, seemed like you know it was like okay like listen if they keep this up like and i even i like i when like when we did the last show we were still kind of lamenting the end of baseball season yes and it was and and i i like i did a radio spot the tuesday after because it was time to come out of the woodwork kind of stuff like you know and and what did the conversation that night center around it's How are they six three and two? Like, what have people missed while they were watching baseball? Kind of like where, like, how did they get to this point? Right, right. Like, how would they get to this point? And basically, I like I said, the same thing I said on the show, which is, it's a lot of Carter Hart. Like, and which was ironic, which was ironic because Carter Hart was supposed to start the game that night, sat out with an illness. So you're sitting there thinking, okay, like if Carter Hart's the big factor here. Then they pro- they might lose that game to St. Louis, who's lost seven straight coming in, and they don't actually. That's you know good for Felix Sandstrom for getting a win. Like he needed it. Listen, man. well, he needed it, and it, it like I'm sorry, you're not watching any of these games at all if you're going to sit there at the end and go, well, the guy never like never won a game. It's all his fault. Not not even close.
0: No, he deserved like, one. Like
1: the fact the way they played that game was so deserving of like the fact that he could just sit back and kind of relax a little bit. Right, but. But since then, like this is the results that you're getting. Like since then, they've been stuck like they were seven, three, and two that night, and they're now seven, seven, and four. And it's that's the way it's gone since then. Yep. And to be where they are now, like I went in and I'll like I, I'm gonna stop looking at the screenshot I took from Thursday because we got even more updates now than from before. So technically, they are twenty second in the league standings. Technically. Okay. And that that is based off of they are tied in point total with four other teams. They are four fourth out of the five in terms of the technical ranking, which would be that they the tie
0: breakers or whatever it is. All the
1: tie breakers, all yeah, blah, all blah,
0: blah. You know, blah right. Stuff. Yeah. We don't have to break but that. The
1: bottom, no, no. But the bottom line being like, okay, here's a good example. They're tied with Calgary who they play on Monday. So all they, if they lose the game to Calgary, then Calgary's, really above them at that point
0: yeah but cal calgary and the flyers are going in the opposite direction yeah calgary oh, is on um, their way up the philadelphia sure. flyers are not
1: sure the teams like i'm looking at are okay minnesota is tied with them in points technically listed after them for some reason i actually don't really know why but because it seems like they should be higher unless it's oh you know what it's going to be Regulation and overtime wins probably because Minnesota's probably got a couple shootout wins in there that make their eight not really
0: eight. It would be great if the NHL was a real league (laughs) and had standings that made sense. It would be fantastic. No, they do.
1: It's just they don't list all this stuff on the initial thing. Like they they list them, and it's you know what the problem is too. Like it's still too early. Eighteen games is still too early that you've got. Like I just mentioned, there's five teams at eighteen points. There's also like. Between 20, 23, 22, 21, and twenty is like ten more. It's like something ridiculous like that. Like eventually, it spaces itself out. Like, can you sit there today and easily say Boston, New Jersey, Vegas are the best three teams in the league so far? Because then there's a five point gap to the next group. I was gonna say yes. you can you can
0: say that pretty comfortably, yeah. Right,
1: and can you say that Anaheim's one of the worst because it's a, they're 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 in the bottom spot by themselves. And even though there's a few teams that are only two or three points above them, it's like, OK, listen, if I was trying to pick you out and then go and find the next spot where your playoff spot would be, it's going to be a 10, 12 point
0: gap. It's a long way to go. Yeah,
1: right. And, there's, and that's the thing, too. Like, by the end of this week, we're going to go through the course of the week. They play Monday. They play Wednesday. They play Friday and they play Saturday. Right. Four all- more games. We're going to come on and do our next show. And there's going to be 60 games left on the schedule.
0: Yep. We're talking about we're passing Which is the a quarter- lot of time. Right. We're passing. Well, yeah, but we're also passing the quarter mark of the season at this point, basically.
1: Oh, we are. And, that, and that's OK. And that that to answer your answer, your initial question is why I think you can like wipe out the whole possibility, because, yep. yeah, you know what? Like, it. sure, we can keep using that Thanksgiving marker as the time as well, the here it, for everything. Here it
0: comes. Thanksgiving is this upcoming Thursday.
1: It is. But like, OK, like for here, here's a for instance, though. If the standings, let's just say the standings and the margins are exactly the same as they are right now on Thanksgiving. Sure, I'm not ruling Florida out being two points out of a playoff spot. That's fair. I'm not like one t- You know, if Detroit goes on a slide and loses five in a row, then Florida pops themselves right back into the playoff picture, probably. And it's like, okay, I'm not gonna like like the only thing that I'm gonna convince my like I think that th- the Thanksgiving guideline is a less for the teams that we think are established in playoff teams that have done it for multiple years and that we expect to be there. Right, like more we know
0: Colorado is making the playoffs.
1: Right. I think it's more for the surprise teams. Like Veg like not Vegas, New Jersey is going to be in the playoff picture on Thanksgiving. It's yeah. impossible for them. To, it's impossible for them by Thursday to give up the division lead.
0: How about Seattle? 23 but, points start well, yeah. of the Pacific.
1: But that's are, exactly. are they a playoff that's team. One.
0: Are they Is Seattle a playoff team?
1: It's it's more possible now than it was at the beginning of the year. I will say that.
0: Like Dave, Dave Hackstall is going to go on a playoff run with the Seattle Kraken, isn't he? Do
1: you, do you see how? Oh baby. Do, do you see how they're winning games though? Like they had to win in overtime last night, and they're not exactly playing a team that we thought was going to be a slouch. They're playing right. L.A. Right. Like L.A.'s right above them in the standings. They L.A.'s a team, solid little team. Actually, okay, and here. We, you're, you're saying this because this is the way the points totals is, but I'll, I'll say the technicality. Seattle's a better team than L.A. right now in points percentage. They're technically second in the division. Crazy. They have nearly the same point percentage. It's not far off. It's like 15%, 17 percentage points. I can do math really quick. 17 percentage points off of Colorado. Wow. Like, that's how good they've started the year. Yeah. Like they've, it's, and the thing is, is that, and we like briefly touched on this last week because I had we 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 did the whole thing about where we had been for like the last month, and I went and saw this team play, not when they play the Flyers, I saw them play Anaheim, and
0: and I well you I saw was, them play a crappy Orange team, so I mean you're not terribly far off. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but they still lost that game anyway. So, for you know, on night number one, like it typically – I mean, let's do this way. That's like sitting there saying the New Jersey Devils lost to the Flyers on opening night and then lost their next game too. There you go. And then have lost one game since. Like Insane. They're
0: on a roll. They are
1: on a roll. But the thing with Seattle was is, like, I could see it then. Like, that was a team that came out and I think had, like, 47 shots on goal in regulation or something crazy. And I'm like, all right, this isn't last year's Seattle team. Right. No, they're, this is something different. Like they're doing, so it. I'm not surprised. The only thing, you know, the only thing that shocks me, the only thing that would shock me at this point, I, I, because I, I can, I can only assume, um, that he played last night too. Yeah, he did. So the only thing that's shocking me is that they're doing this and their goaltender, their primary goaltender, is Martin Jones. Insane. Like I'm not sure how this is happening. I'm
0: sorry. I'm sorry. Flyers legend Martin Jones.
1: I know. This is what I'm getting at. Like I don't understand how this is. Like. The coach that everybody can't stand is doing it again with a second year team that nobody thought was going to be in the playoff picture this soon. The goalie that they're using primarily is Martin Jones, who everybody thought his career was, you know, shot because he was just he was basically able to put up backup numbers.
0: At least the Penguins suck, too.
1: Uh, I would say they're one of those teams that I don't. They're going to bounce I'm, back. I know. They're one of those teams that I can't buy the Thanksgiving thing from. I know. Like, they're three points out of a playoff Shh, spot me,
0: today. Let me have it. Just let me have it. They no, just recently know, went on. Sure. Was it a seven-game losing streak? Just let oh, me sure.
1: well, it. Oh, they, sure. They started 4-0-1 and, and then couldn't yep. win a game for yep. two and a half weeks? So, yeah, I hear, hear you. It, but but that's the point I'm making. That's the point I made with the Flyers was this is, we can get all excited or people can get all excited they want to about seven, three, and two and what kind of start it looks like. It's not hard to fall off a cliff. And I even said that on the air last week when they were getting ready to play St. Louis, where it's like they're playing a yep. team like that week they played St. Louis, who had lost seven in a row. They which they actually got to eight in a row. They are playing they were playing Columbus, who entered that first game with a five game losing streak. And then they played Ottawa, who entered with a five with or it was at one point in time five. I think it jumped to six or I think six is what it was at. And it would have been seven if they would have won that game. And it's like, you know, all it takes is a handful of games in a row where this just doesn't, you know, where you can't seem to find a way to like that. And that's, that's the hard part with this is they're losing games by playing better, but they are finding like Saturday defined. This is how you find a way to lose.
0: Well, and Carter Hart has been a little bit more human. He's still been good. I'm certainly not complaining. He's still playing solid hockey, but he's been a little bit more human with some of the stuff that's getting by him. Right. Well, and and with can't... a team like this, they just don't have that margin of error. They just don't. They don't sure. have the talent to make up for it.
1: Right, like okay, and here's the thing. Like we we have we already admitted, he played so out of this world good the first couple of weeks that And you can't expect him off... to maintain that. No, the numbers were off the charts and it's like, okay, listen, the goals against is a little rough now because I mean, from the last time we did a show, it shot up from 197 to 265.
0: Yeah, he's getting he's getting pieced up a little bit.
1: But that has as much to do with they can't stop a power play to save their life right now Correct. versus the goaltending. Because here's the thing that I'm still equally as impressed with. Okay, 946 save percentage, which is what it was two weeks ago when we did a show, is not really sustainable. Most goalies don't stop, don't or most goalies don't play. 75 80 percent of their team's games and stop 95 percent of shots no it just doesn't happen
0: very few team very few goalies are 2002 sean john sebastian jaguar like sure
1: but if the but if the save percent or if the goals against went up by nearly like it's up like 0.75 goals it's up by like three quarters of a goal over the course of the last whatever number of games he started i think um uh four out of the five out of the six in the losing streak is what he started Yeah. So in the last five games, it's gone up like three quarters of a goal. Yep. But the save percentage has only dropped about 20 points, like 20, 25 points. So a 92% save percentage is still really good in this league.
0: Yes. Yes. And I'm certainly not, again, I'm not taking anything away from Carter Hart. Again, we can't expect him to maintain that just ridiculous performance.
1: And, and okay. And once again, this is kind of a, uh, this goes into the, how they're playing better process-wise, but they're not winning winning games. Part of the reason Carter Hart's numbers have gone down the way they have is not just the number of goals going up. He is facing fewer shots. Right. Like, he's not getting... I don't know the last time. Like, I think the last time was probably some of those late, last couple of games before we did the last show where he's faced 40 in a game like well I think and that the only ties back time... into
0: what we've been talking about the fact that they've been possessing the puck more and generating more offense and getting the puck out of their own end a little more efficiently and, right you like, know they're playing like this, better overall
1: like this is a team that gave up we, we we said what was it 51 shots on goal against florida the one night which which equated to 107 shot attempts in the game
0: yeah and then i think that it he was something still like 47 against the rangers like some ridiculous number
1: Some, yeah guy. he yeah he had a lot like yeah. but, like you, you can see when they play a team like Boston, the talent disparity. You can see how Boston has way more depth than the Flyers do. Yeah, they still only gave up thirty-two shots on goal, which is much more of a average. Sure, that's, a, that's and, a
0: reasonable number. Well,
1: uh, but again, against a team that's the best in the league so far, yeah. I'd expect them to like, Col- like Columbus. In, like, let's see the Col- the first Columbus game; they outshot Columbus thirty-four twenty-nine. That's pretty darn good total, right? Um they when they played Ottawa at home, thirty-eight to twenty-seven, they led in shots. The Flyers did. So 27, but gave up four goals. Well, and one of them was an empty netter, so clarity there for the Carter Hart numbers, but right. nonetheless. Uh the Dallas game outshot him 38-31. The second Columbus game outshot him 37-33, and that included an overtime. Okay. So you had a little bit of extra time there. I already said what the Boston game was. And against Montreal, they got outshot, but again, you're looking at 32-29. Like they haven't given up more than 33 shots in a game since. Well, and they obviously played so well against uh, uh, Seattle, St. Louis the first time. I'm sorry, my brain is all over the place with different teams. Um, that it's been it's been a while since I think. Okay, you have to go back to the Toronto game at the beginning of the month to find the last time they gave up more than 40 shots in a game.
0: So, do you remember the first 10 game losing streak last year? um
1: sure of course i mean i the I one where I, I, I do th- but
0: i think the flyers went oh five and five or something like that no okay no
1: see you're you're thinking of the wrong one you're okay no no, no okay then
0: then, then then last year i'm talking about the first one they were like oh it was oh eight and two or something like that right it was yes bad. um there was a game in there and i can't remember which one it is right now without looking it up that that broke the flyers. I think they blew a lead and they looked like they were going to win and snap the streak and then they blew the lead and it just kind of broke the team in half. I wonder if Montreal was that game. Um cuz you're leading that game late, you give up the game-tying goal with 1.9 seconds left and then you lose in a shootout.
1: I don't know if there was a game during the first 10 game or last year that was like that.
0: Okay. I thought I remembered some there, were, there was one performance was one of those games. The the nine nothing game, the New York.
1: No. Okay. So now you're, you're all like, this is no, the I'm year, all over the place. Okay. The years are blending together for you. Yeah. The nine nothing game. Listen, was in the,
0: it, this team has put me through some misery since this pandemic the nine, started. The nine
1: nothing game was in the 2021 shortened year. So that wasn't last year at all. Okay. Um, no, ironically for as bad as they looked throughout the course of that 56 game season, never had a 10 game. Um, They never had more than four.
0: Really? Yeah. Wow. Because they were miserable. It
1: was. (laughs) No, the issue was is they would win a game, lose two, win a game, lose three. And so they strung together a lot of like, oh, only three of their last nine or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, so it, it just felt worse than what it was. And a lot of times they were winning games by coming back from ridiculous, like, like, they have a game in the middle where you think they would have lost five games in a row, and they didn't. And the win was they came back from, against Buffalo from being down 4-2 in the third yeah, yeah, period yeah.
0: or something like that. You know what I, I mean? That, I remember that game.
1: Yep. So, um, no, the first one, they like the first losing streak, the, the thing I remember about the first losing streak last year was that it started with – with a game against Tampa Bay, where they played really well, oh, they were yeah. still they were still
0: holding up against teams like that. We still thought they, they were going to be. A, we still thought they were going to be a good team, frankly.
1: Well, sure, because after that, they, that was they were eight four and two after beating Calgary okay. two nights earlier. Um, and they played. They were playing Tampa Bay, who obviously already was coming in with one Stanley Cup, or with, well, with two actually, with the back to back. They they had already won two, and they were looking like a team that was on their way to three. And they um, made already. it to the
0: third, right? Right,
1: and and they were tied two two late, getting ready. The overtime felt inevitable, and Tampa scored. Stamco scored a goal from a really weird angle that you don't know yeah. how it gets by Carter Hart, but it
0: does. Didn't it? Bank, With, did it bank off him?
1: It literally slipped right through the pad. Like, oh, right. There was a gap between the bottom of the pad and the skate, and he said something about it. Either it was a new set of pads, so it went right underneath of it or something like I remember t- him talking about it and that was with a minute 56 left and yep. off of a face off with 8 seconds left Claude Giroux scored and tied the game yep. and they got it to overtime and even though they lost in a shootout because naturally they're not good at shootouts and Tampa is outstanding
0: JJ mentioned it on the broadcast last night they only scored one shootout goal last year yeah they, they were 1 for 19 I think he said in all of last year it's
1: yeah, I know <laughs> okay um, but, but we, like everybody came out of that game, despite the shootout loss portion of it going, well, you, you, you were eight seconds away from not earning any points. That's a really good point against right. Tampa Bay. And then it just started to progress from there. It lost, You know, well, lost to Boston with no, like not even close lost yeah. to t- lost to Tampa on the road. Not even close. Yeah. The wheels lost fell to off. Florida, lost to Florida that went to overtime. So felt better, but still doesn't count for more than a point. Lost to Carolina, not close. Lost to New Jersey, not close. Lost to the Rangers, not close. And they weren't like nine nothing losses. They were through like we're talking three goal losses.
0: Right. And I remember us talking on the show about that just being a really right. tough stretch of games and you know, they gotta prove themselves and they did not. And this, this carries into about this time last year. Yep. And almost the exact same time. Like well, almost is- the same stretch of games.
1: Well, okay. I, 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 and this is how I'm going to bridge the gap to what you started to talk about because I know where you're going where you were trying to go with one portion of this. So I'll get to it in a second. But as the wheels are falling off on that first ten game streak, then then you have the most lopsided of any game, which was was again to Tampa. They played Tampa three times over the same
0: ten yeah, game streak. Yeah, and it was terrible. Yeah. Right.
1: So, but that was the final straw. Elaine Vigneault got fired the next day. So they yep. had to play and they had to play Colorado with Mike Yo starting his interim yep. with no
0: It was a like, Tampa Colorado back to back and they which, fired their coach which, in the middle.
1: Which by Oof. the way, no, which by the way meant like everybody knew they were gonna lose that game to Colorado because just shock oh, the shock yeah. of the firing was
0: enough to do that.
1: Then they lost to New Jersey as well.
0: New Jersey was supposed to be your bounce back game and it wasn't.
1: Tw- well, twice <laughs> because they played New Jersey twice during that streak and still couldn't oh. win.
0: New Jersey Um, was bad last year. Sure. It wasn't this year's New Jersey team.
1: Right. And then all of a sudden, as coaching changes tend to do, they got it back on the rails a little bit because they went on like a West Coast trip. They went on like the holiday trip. They won six of their next or five of their next six. And then something funny happened. They lost a game to San Jose on the road as part of that West Coast trip and then lost the next two after that before coming home. Lost two more, had like half a week off, lost two more, then had a busy week, lost four more, then lost two more after that. What you're possibly thinking of is two things, by the way.
0: I just want to say real quick, by the way, the 21-22 Philadelphia Flyers might be my least favorite team that has ever existed. <laughs> I hate that team so much.
1: Oh, I know. Um so let's let me see something here for a second because
0: <sighs> I <sighs> I cannot believe that's they not- didn't blow it up after that season. I hear you. I can't believe. And we're going to be sitting here in 10 years saying, I can't believe they didn't blow it up after that season. We're going to be
1: sitting here in a year saying, I can't believe they still won't blow it up. I know.
0: No. But Kevin Hayes has three years left at just a hair over 7.1. So what do you- I know. Like, and that's three years after this year.
1: Okay, so here, here you go, because this is—I know this is what you were kind of looking for. Now I'll go back to the, the one that I think you really were talking about, because they still didn't lose in overtime this much during this. Okay. Ooh, by the way, the second losing streak last year was not ten; it was thirteen.
0: Yeah. So shut there's up, more. I know. So,
1: no, but so, so, so the number of games I'm going to mention that even went to like an overtime, like I think it was three out of thirteen, which is still not good.
0: Garbage. Like that, that's
1: not a good percentage.
0: They had a. And they were getting dumpstered. Like they weren't.
1: Um, Ugh. for the most part, like, yeah, after, like there's the first couple of games. I can't find a game where I'm like, okay, like uh, they lost an overtime to San Jose to start it. They were actually down late in the game and tied it. So they kind of stole a point there in a that, way. Yeah. That the team next, quit. Th- the next three games were bad. Yep. They played San Jose at home, had a two nothing lead third period beyond five minutes in. So you're down to fi- under 15 minutes ago, gave up yep. two and then lost an overtime. Was
0: that Martin Jones?
1: Who started for the Flyers? You mean? Yeah. Uh I think so. Actually, yeah.
0: I think it might have been because yeah, I, I would
1: I wouldn't pin it on him because they gave up forty seven shots that. Oh night. no,
0: I know the when it's it's very rarely the Flyers' goalies' fault. Sure. Over the last several years, like, I, I'll,
1: I, I can I that. will
0: give them credit. Like so, not that one. Peter Morazic on. and Kim Talbot weren't the best, but like for the most part, the goalies have been decent.
1: <laughs> All right, there. Oh, and there you go. All right, so they played – you had a game against San Jose where they were up 2-0 in the third period, ended up losing in overtime. Uh, They played the Rangers the following week, had – it was a 1-1 game into the third. They actually scored the next goal, which actually would – I believe this was Cam York's first NHL goal. Oh. It had to be, yeah, because he didn't score in the three games otherwise from the previous year. So he scores his first NHL goal. You expect, oh, there's the lift. Like, there's – under 10 minutes to go. They just took the lead on the Rangers, and they gave up the tying goal 34 seconds later yep. or something like that. Heartbreak. And then and then Kreider scored with six and a half minutes left, and that was the deciding goal in that one. Um, they had a game at home against the Islanders where, again, they had the lead with uh, four minutes into the third is when they got the lead back at 3-2, gave up the tying goal with 4.28 to go, lost in a shootout.
0: Um lost to Buffalo. Nope. Gave that's, up six goals to Buffalo. Yeah, but th-
1: like these are now we're getting into the territory where they were losing games in the first period, not the third. That's fair. Because that's, that's where you're trying to go with this. And right. um, okay, here you go. One one game against Dallas, who was not near the level that they are this year, by the way. Right. Like they were borderline playoff team at this point. Um, one one game deep into the third. Game winning goal was scored with Three minutes and 25 seconds left, and they added an empty netter to, to win 3-1. Uh, here's a game against the Islanders where, again... You're tied um, in 3-3
0: three, three in the third period. Zach Parise scores with nine, eight minutes to go. Yep. Yep.
1: Well, and even down to, this is how close... They were 13 games in a row, and they're playing L.A. that Saturday. And the Flyers have a 2-0 lead, and, a, and then a 3-1 lead on a shorthanded goal nine minutes into the third period. And you're thinking, all right.
0: It, How do they lose this one?
1: Well, no, you're thinking, all that's, right. That's at some, what I was thinking. At, at some point it was gonna break. And if there's four in a shorthanded goal, this must be the one where it breaks. And LA answered right back on the power play. So it was back to three two and there's still ten minutes to go. On but, the
0: same power play, I remember it.
1: But on this but but in the same vein as last night, there's under a minute to go and Anjay Kopitar ties the game with like 38 seconds left. And you're thinking here comes the overtime loss that keeps this going.
0: I remember at least three occasions over the last decade or so where the Bruins scored a goal with the goalie pulled with less than a minute left to tie the game against the Flyers, like against the Flyers, not even in general, literally just against the Flyers. I remember there was one on Easter five or six years ago. Right. Um,
1: Okay. So I can't, I can't look at that on here.
0: (laughs) The Flyers are quite frankly, terrible. Um, (laughs) <laughs> the, the the last minute of close games, um, any sort of big impactful game, um, nobody thought they were beating the Senators when Claude Giroux came back to Philadelphia, right? Nobody, nobody.
1: Um, I wasn't sure what to expect. I mean, I, I expect like to be honest, I expected him to have a good game. Like I expected was, him like, to have
0: a hat trick and four assists. Let's be honest.
1: I'm I'm surprised he didn't score a goal here. Like yeah. He, he just did the assist route, like him, like well, him scoring a goal in the game in Ottawa when he actually plays them for the first time as an opponent. That was should have been for, easy. Should yeah. have been easy money.
0: Yeah. Um. By the way, beautiful video package. Um. He was sobbing. Uh. It was pretty funny. Yeah, I um, I didn't get it, 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 that.
1: That was you know. I look at this point in time. I can't. I like. I've had like this kind of thought process this this year more so than ever because I've missed four games over the course of two weekends for weddings this year. And it's like you, you, you bypass stuff like this where there's going to be 60 more at home, like 30 more of these right? for the, Hey, this is, this is somebody's once in a lifetime. You do what you got to do. Fair enough. And, and that's why like my, I I actually had every intention of, I was going to, I was going to miss the Ottawa game, but I had full intentions of going to the Dallas game. And as we were just hanging out, like after the wedding was over, as the night got like later just was hanging like, out well what am i gonna sit
0: there and we're just hanging out after the wedding I, and that's when right. i decided i shouldn't go to the no, game tomorrow. Hold on.
1: Fine, at the after part <laughs> better is that a little bit yes. more clear yes as as 9 30 turned into midnight and then a little beyond midnight as um, the
0: expected hangover started to you know you, well, you realize the hangover's coming.
1: I mean, it's got to. It, it was better than watching what they would have done the next day. I mean, know, I fair I, enough. I, I I sat there and I thought, boy, they must feel as good as I do today.
0: Well, if you go <laughs> on, if you go on YouTube, uh, Sportsnet's YouTube channel, they do have the the video package, and they they cut to him several times. Oh, you get to see. Oh, I, yeah.
1: I, I, well, did but, you see when his, he
0: got emotional?
1: Oh, I I think so. I like because he, here's the thing, like. So, Obviously, there was a lot going on on that Saturday for me, but but we were getting we were basically just getting ready for the wedding itself at the time that the game right. started. So we were in we were in somebody's hotel room, you like were one of the guys hotels room, and we put it on like the nice. game was on. I like I knew I knew mid second period. It was a one one game and I'd nice. seen every piece of it like.
0: Um, no. So he got emotional. They they did the career video package sure. and they, they do the draft blunder with Bobby Clark and they do the ha 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 and. They roll into him debuting and his first goal and that playoff run in 2010. And he started getting a little emotional yeah. looking at the playoff run in 2010. But where it really cranked up for me is that they cut from 2010 to the shift. Oh sure. And he lost it. He still loves hitting Sidney Crosby. Come <laughs> on.
1: <laughs> I I Ugh. think there's I think there's a part of him that's happy that this is over in that sense like that yeah. now the chapter really closes because i don't think it ever does until you go back and and ever and everybody can stop talking about that
0: and we all know that claude Giroux will be back in that building for a pre-game ceremony at least at least two one more one times more
1: time. right. at least one if not two you're
0: right well he's going um, into the flyers hall of fame and he's getting his number retired and he's getting his number I, retired
1: No argue that but yeah um, you you can't. He's the second best wanna, player in franchise history. I do I do want to say, by the way, because you just brought up the fact that you, like you brought up the timing of the ceremony within the game. Great call by the Flyers to not Great do call the by first the to not do the first period TV timeout. Give him his yep. fair, like don't give him two minutes. Give him five. Like in yep. a sense, and I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but like he's not the type of guy who wants more than that anyway. To begin with, like Ooh. it was please to do this and get it over with, and the team to Absolutely. honor him the right way. Did it all before. Like this isn't game number one thousand where we're doing a presentation, and all that stuff. It was literally here's your video, and he just had a moment where Here, he
0: stand near and- stand near center ice. We're gonna put a spotlight on you while you cry. Yeah,
1: basically, <laughs> that's what but- they did,
0: and it was hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, but, but listen, you can't, I mean,
1: like, the reason why he reacts that way is because of the fact that he grew up, like, he, like, realistically grew up here, like, like, I know. I'm not talking about like grew up, grew up, but, like, you know what I mean, like, this is, this is where he became the, the person he here.
0: is today, yeah,
1: correct, this is where, you know, this is where you transform from just, you know, the, the rookie coming into, are you, right, are you, the,
0: are, are you the same person you were when you were 18? No,
1: exactly, and this right. is where, because this is where, because this is where not only where he becomes the player that he is, and the, the veteran he, he is, the father he right, is, the husband, husband he and father, is. And, yep, right. Exactly, like Absolutely. It's the whole characteristic of it. By by the way, and it was a shame because I didn't see. Uh, first of all, by the way, I saw pictures of this. They don't do this for any like, this doesn't happen typically. Okay, he met the, he met the media at the podium, wow, after the game. Like they brought him out to like where the where Tortorella's press conference right. would be. Well, and cause let I'm sure everybody that. wanted and, it. I mean, and yeah. and uh, his son Gavin was there too, apparently. So, which That's was pretty
0: funny. cool. So, yeah. yeah, um, but yeah, if I would not be surprised if he ends up with a residency in the area, either if he retained um, one or after he retires. If he doesn't buy a house down the street from Danny Briere, what's even the point? Come on, <laughs> come real, on, that'd be funny. Come on. Um,
1: I don't, you know, I don't know what's going to happen beyond his playing career. I don't think he's thinking about that at the moment. Well, he's got two years left on the contract beyond this year, anyway. He just signed a bigger deal. I Oh, so the like, so playing career huge, is not he, ending.
0: And he's a huge piece for a team that's looking to gear up and make a run. Like
1: there is, they're, they're trying to, I'm, trying to. I'm look. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to bury the guy here, but there's a level of irony. <laughs> to the fact that he goes and joins a team that everybody thinks, like, he's not even the centerpiece of their offseason in the grand scheme of things. Not like, really. No,
0: Debrinkit's a bigger like, piece for the franchise.
1: In fairness, as much as I knew it was a possibility that that's where he would sign, regardless, it, when they traded for Debrinkit, that was when, to me, I went, well, that's where he's going because now look at the team they've now got.
0: they have a piece right like well like, and i think they've if they got, they had,
1: they've got defensemen they've got forwards he just slots into place this is a team
0: and quite frankly he signed there before the josh norris injury
1: fair i mean and that's, they, it, and,
0: that's massive and they like that's a massive injury for them
1: it is but it's one guy they're missing instead like it's not like they're missing 12 guys you know no, or whatever and but when you're
0: like, when you're fragile and on the way up missing maybe your biggest offensive piece in terms of just being a center it might be enough to cripple your chances
1: well and, and look the challenge also for for a team like Ottawa is you you still have to acknowledge how many years of experience some of these other guys have. You have to acknowledge the number of years of experience that even a that even a Brady Kachuk has, even though it feels like he's been around for a while because he's the captain of the freaking team for he's got crying out five, loud.
0: Four or five years, right?
1: But it's still not a lot, like no. especially and especially as a as a leader, like and even if he is, even if he's one of the best leaders, you know. Uh, his last, his, his last name
0: is Kachuk. He's been a leader since day one. Let's be honest,
1: right? But even Come even on. so, it's it's still the NHL, and you're still learning. Like I, and I think that the learning curve is even bigger for guys like Stutzla, who is even you know who, who comes in after that, We're trying to fit some of these other guys in who are who are younger than that. Like
0: man, they have some talented players. Like there. like
1: listen, I, I think Jake is going to be a great defenseman, but it's still rookie year.
0: I think there's a reason Claude Giroux didn't sign a one-year contract. I think he knows, to give it, and to give they the time. yes, because they are marinating and they are going to be very, very good. I like, I don't disagree with this. Right. So I think the idea is he comes in year one, and if they're a decent team, then he's still you know contributing at a high level. Years two and three kind of starts moving towards that elder statesman role. Like if the production does drop off, which we haven't really seen from him, but if the production does start to drop off, theoretically, the team's good enough around him that he can kind of fill that Patrick Marlowe role with the Toronto Maple Leafs.
1: The production has not only not dropped off, but he's tied for their team leading goals with eight, which since when? All of a sudden, Claude Drew, goal scorer, has showed up. I mean, when was the last time he had? You know, I have. I go and I go look at his overall numbers. You know, last season total between both stops. If so, I'm counting the Florida games as much as I am the Philly games. Twenty one goals. Wow. Year before that, sixty Year before that, sixteen in, in fifty four, which is pretty good actually. Yeah. Like you're talking about a pace in an eighty two game season that's. Starting to teeter on it's not quite 30, but it's at least 25. Yeah. Um, 21 and 22. So you're trying you're going back to the year that he set a career high at 34 when he had 102 points. He's now he his point per like or not point percentage, his points pace is close to what we're used to. About 82. Like he's got 18 in 17 games. It's the about most 82.
0: reliable. Yeah.
1: But no, but the goal total? I mean, they're not even a quarter of the way through the season yet, and he's got eight. He's on pace for thirty. I know. So, but but I look and I but I look and like here's an example, and it's it's kind of picked up a little bit of late. But Alex it's not going to be on five forever. You know, like eventually that's going. Like at one point in time, I looked and I kept every time I did the previews, I was stunned because I think up until he played the Flyers, yeah, okay. So up until the game that they just won against the Flyers, he had two goals coming into that game. Wow! In fourteen games. Is what I want to say it was or f- thirteen games? It's like
0: yeah, that's not going to stay not, that way.
1: That's not that's not his typical sustained production either. And if I, correct me if I'm wrong, I think th- they're missing Shabbat right now. All of a sudden, yep. I, I didn't see uh, that injury he got hurt come against, through.
0: But he got hurt against the Flyers.
1: Oh, did he actually? I didn't yeah. see. I didn't catch. You know what? Because it was probably later in the game, and I it was kind of. Yeah,
0: it was in the first Flyers game, the one in Ottawa.
1: Oh, it was. He scored yeah. in the second one.
0: Um, maybe it was. not He played. It might have been after yeah, he,
1: that. He scored the first goal of the second one. That's why I wasn't sure, because I'm like, yeah. well, he played, because I know he scored a goal. Right. So if he left, it must have been, like, third period or something, because by that point, he was, like, I wasn't paying near as close attention by the third period. I was 20 minutes out from entering a wedding ceremony.
0: Fair enough.
1: Uh, so do- he left. I didn't catch that at that point. But I, I heard it the other day that he was out of the lineup. Uh, like,
0: he well, got that- injured against the Flyers.
1: Yeah. Okay, but that that creates a damper on your lineup too, because now you're, you're leaning on guys who are not Thomas Shabbat. Let's be real.
0: And I'll be honest. Uh, the hit from Travis connect on that, that injured Shabbat. If I was an Ottawa fan, I'd be upset about it. Sure. It was a little, it was a little in the numbers. It was a little, uh, um, and it takes out one of your best defensemen. So, uh, we are really trying to avoid talking about the flyers, aren't we?
1: Yeah, did he, um, did he take a penalty on that? I guess not, right?
0: Uh, is- I don't believe he did, no. Or he might have gotten two.
1: No, he didn't. Because he didn't. Un- un- unless this is, you know, and I, I, it, again, this can't be because I assume he, I, I assume Shabbat left the game immediately
0: uh, from yeah. that hit. Yeah.
1: So, Konechny fought in that game, which never happens,
0: by the way. I believe it o- was, o- I believe that was a response.
1: No, it wasn't because it happened before Shabbat scored before a goal. Oh, yeah, I guess it, not. Then. So, connecting wasn't even on the ice when Shabbat scored the goal. It, he just so. had, a, he had a
0: feisty game. Yeah. I guess <laughs> so. um, all right. So,
1: something I wanted to bring up, because you were trying to hint at this earlier, it's the year you're thinking of is okay. the 2017-18 season. Oh, Jesus. That they had a 10-game losing streak, but
0: heres is and five is... 0-5-5 under Dave Haxtell.
1: It was 0-5-5. And here's the thing about this, okay? So... The losing streak starts with a 1-0 loss to Minnesota. The only goal was scored a minute into, into the third period. The second game was also against Minnesota. This time they went on the road. They lost 3-0, but caveat, 3-0 in a game where the first goal was scored 12 seconds into the game. And it was the only goal until Minnesota scored two goals into an empty net in the last <laughs> minute and a half of the third period. God, so basically another... sucked. Right. So basically, another one nothing game,
0: right? Imagine paying for tickets to go see that game. Like you're happy because sure. the because Minnesota wins, but holy.
1: Sure, this is the first example of what you're talking about. Game okay. number three of that streak was against Winnipeg. They had a two nothing lead in the first period, gave up a goal in the second, and then Mark Shifley scored with 49 seconds left to tie the game in the third. Yep, it's an issue, yeah. Yep. <sighs> they played okay. Here we'll keep going. They played Calgary at home. The next game had a 3-1 lead after the first period. The game was tied up midway through the second. Got another goal to take a 4-3 lead. Game was tied up almost immediately after on a power play. They lost in overtime. Yep. Uh, Game against Vancouver, they just lost badly. Like 2-1 Vancouver after the first period, 4-1 Vancouver after the second. It was like, that was bad. Um, Okay, game against the Islanders. 1-1 1-1 after the first period, 3-3 after the second, nothing in the third, goes to overtime, they lose in overtime. Like constant overtime, right? Okay. Yep. And by the way, I and I distinctly remember that this is what time of year it was. That game against the Islanders that they lost in overtime the first go-round was the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Yep. So we're guess what time period we're in again? So the Black Friday game, yep. also against the Islanders, they oh. gave up the only they gave up the only goal in the first period. Second period, they took a four to two lead yep. through two. Third period gave up the two goals that tied the game up, lost in
0: overtime. I went to that game. Heartbreaking. That's
1: that's now, not yeah, but that's not uh, that's not the game that we met up for upstairs.
0: No. No, it's not that was, not. T- that, was no. a, that was a Detroit game. I that was the year following out. year. Yeah. Yep. No, that was nineteen twenty. You're right. That was the good year. Yeah, that was nineteen twenty.
1: Um okay. Now we're on to, I guess, the Sunday after Black Friday, Pittsburgh, one nothing Pittsburgh after the first three, one Flyers after the second Pittsburgh tied it up within two minutes of the third period. The Flyers took the lead again with three minutes and 41 seconds left in regulation. They gave up the tying goal with a minute, four seconds left and lost in overtime
0: fire everybody
1: uh lost the the loss to san jose was kind of boring there's nothing to that and then they lost three nothing to boston that was game number ten
0: this team has always sucked and will always suck Uh. (laughs) this is what you're this is what you're in for and and like here's
1: the thing like there was a part of me watching saturday's game watching the game against montreal that goes Go figure! They're gonna squeeze their way out of this, and the streak ends at five. As as all those chances are like, Montreal had something like six shot attempts in the final minute because they just kept firing haymakers. Right, just, they're pouring you it. You know, on. They're, they're just firing stuff. And to be honest, it you know you had something that sails wide and rolls up along the boards. They keep it in, but like whatever, like everything's missing. They're just firing away as hard as they possibly can, and they're missing. Yeah. Yeah, they're missing net or. Heart's able to get over or whatever, and you're thinking, all right, you know what? As we're getting down to the final, like whatever, they're gonna have to do something quick. Like, there's ten seconds left. they might not be able to pull this one out despite their best effort here, right? Like, yep. meaning Montreal, by the way, right? Um, as as it's going on, though, I'm sitting there going, "Go figure, they possibly hang on and win this game?" Because, <laughs> no, because the day before, I wrote about how they're halfway to a ten gamer. And and we're all talking about it because well, we're all thinking about last
0: year. And then and Zach McEwen's stick process- breaks. And then Zach McKeown's
1: stick breaks. I didn't even think it then because I'm sitting here going, okay. Despite that, there's 10 seconds left and they haven't scored yet.
0: I was like, pretty nervous. The at stick that point.
1: was broken with the, the stick was broken for a good 40 seconds before that. Yeah. So it's like okay, it is what it is. Like yeah, like you're thinking that like, and now like like I can't like, I did this with you before. Like I've said this statement before, so I'm gonna say it again on this one because, and this is not anything like hot take or anything okay. like that. This is this is not anything earth shattering. This is look just this is just straight up looking ahead because I've done this before. Help me find the win that breaks the streak in I the next two no weeks. No idea. Well, no, because I'll read you the opponents because help teams. me find the win. It sucks. Yeah, Calgary, Washington, Pittsburgh, Islanders twice, Tampa, New Jersey, Colorado, Washington, Vegas. Where's You're- the win?
0: You're hoping to find a win against Pittsburgh or one of the Islanders games. Those are your um, best shots.
1: I would throw in possibly one of the two Washington games only because first of all, I think seeing a team a second time would make a difference. Like, and you, and you like are I, playing like, the
0: Islanders twice. Like I'm looking at that Tuesday, the, the game on the 29th against the Islanders. That's a pretty good like game.
1: Like, Well, I, here's what I'm thinking. I think Calgary, could, even though they're trending upward, Calgary could be a winnable game because Calgary's not lighting the world on fire right I th- now. I think they're
0: getting there though, and the Flyers I think they are too. The Flyers are the perfect team to spark off of because that—I mean—that's what Toronto did. I mean, Toronto's been on a tear.
1: Okay, do you, do you know why I'm uh, the other? The other reason I'm asking this question, the other reason why I'm kind of sitting here doing this, find help me find the win kind of thing. Yeah, is because. I'm looking at each one of these teams that they're going to play coming up, and first of all, I can name a star player for each team yep. in some capacity, but also the other part of it is I'm going... The Islanders? Yeah, but I, I still it think Barzell. That's fair. And for what it's worth, by the way, up until Saturday night, Barzell did not have a goal, and I fully was anticipating it getting to the following Saturday so, so that he could light come the in. the up for like oh, four? So that he could come in to that, that game with... Whatever number of games played, I guess 20 or 21 on the season like everybody else, right? And in 21 games have something like 22 assists but no goals because he had no goals and 18 assists. Right. It was ridiculous. Insane. And I'm sitting there thinking – and I'm thinking just just so that that night I could look like a total genius even though everybody else in the, on the planet would be I'm thinking I'm betting
0: him to goal scorer.
1: No, no, I'm making my player to watch cuz I did it with um what was it? I, I w- there was a game that I did recently and I'm trying to remember which one specifically it was. Although I've had a few really good ones lately cuz I cuz okay. I joked, I'm like some cuz I've joked lately I go sometimes I'm really smart. Like in a sense like and what I what I mean by that is is okay. So I know that for the Toronto game I picked John Tavares as the player to watch and he had a hat trick that night. Looks good. Yeah. Uh, for the for the for um for the first well for I did it for both Ottawa games I picked Giroux and actually both us. games I looked no and both games I looked pretty good because Giroux scored a goal two forty four into the first one and had two assists in the second one
0: I'm not so, giving you credit for that one everyone knew he was having good games come on
1: okay fair <laughs> enough um the, well the Columbus games I picked Gaudreau both times. Uh, I didn't want to pick a the second time. I usually do like to change it up. But by the time they played them the second time, they had so many injuries. It was like, well, either Gaudreau's is going to have another killer game or they're going to lose like Columbus is going to lose. Right. Like it's one or the other. Like I didn't really have anybody else that I could go off of. Half of their lineup was out the first time around. I picked Gaudreau for obvious reasons, and he rewarded my decision with three points in the first 20 snap, minutes and 40 snap, seconds. Snap. Right. Right. Um. Actually, didn't do so. Didn't fare near as well with a couple of the other ones. Um, like for Boston, I picked David Pasternak, and Pasternak had an assist. Don't get me wrong, but it was like that wasn't the catalyst behind the offense in that game. Right. All, although there was points in the early parts of that Boston game where I'm like, Pasternak's got a couple in him tonight. You can see it. Oh. Look yeah. at the way that shot looks. Um, and I could have picked I could have picked Cole Caulfield for uh, the Montreal game. I didn't. I picked Nick Suzuki, but. Okay. But in fairness, like and – I, and I I do want to – since it's taken this long to actually bring up Cole Caulfield's name yeah. in light of this game, I do want to sit there and say I am really sick of reading about how Cole Caulfield was passed over by the Flyers like 20 times or whatever uh, the case may be. It's the same thing as Alex Dabrinkat.
0: Like, everyone – It's the
1: same thing as Dabrinkat. It's the same thing as Makar. It's the same thing as, like, get over
0: it. You can't play – Well, the good news is you won't have anywhere to read this nonsense anymore because, like, we don't know how long Twitter is going to exist. So (laughs) that's fair. Flyers Twitter might not be long for this world.
1: (laughs) No, but like, okay, like and and here's the thing. Did I feed into this a little bit? Sure. Like, and but there's a difference in the reason why I fed into it. It was no secret that the Brinkett was on the move last offseason and it was no secret that Gaudreau was a top was the top free agent. So yep. they're just there. You don't even have like this isn't about passing over a guy in the draft and there and then somebody else will take it from you. Right, it's,
0: right. Like once know. they're an established player, go get them.
1: Well, not and not only that, but they were available and supposedly like I don't know about the, I don't I don't I can't speak for the Brinkett situation. Like the Brinkett may have just for all I know he could have absolutely wanted Ottawa and nothing more. I don't think that was the case, but like he could have. Gaudreau wanted to be here
0: for better or worse. If Ed Snyder was alive, they would have signed Johnny Gaudreau and they probably would have pursued to it.
1: Um, I don't know about that because I think they would have had all their eyes on Gaudreau. And then if they came down to signing to it, like, I, you know where you're right. You're right in the sense that it, at that point in time, it wouldn't have been a big deal about the contract extension thing. Right. That's fair. Like if you could afford to it on the current contract, which of course you could. Uh, right. And then sat there and said, Oh yeah, by the way, this isn't about next year. We're not even thinking about next year. It's just this year. Then sure, you go out and you get Gaudreau on top of it. Sure. Why not? Um, But it was just funny to me how in, in the course of a couple of games, Gaudreau and Debrinket were the two guys doing the most damage to you. And they were both guys you passed over in the off season. Yep. That could have helped you. Yep. And now, you know, and now Caulfield's the one who lights you up in this game, it's a friendly reminder that you passed over him twice in the same draft. And I get it. Like but everybody
0: passed on him. Like,
1: and it's not just that for me. Like the thing that bugs the crap out of me when it comes to this stuff is you don't know that he plays this way here. You no. just don't know. Like, I understand it looks awful that he scores two goals against you. It looks like he's rubbing it in your face and he's done this to you since he's gotten there and all that stuff. Yes, I understand. And I understand the idea of why wouldn't you want a guy who had 101 goals over the course of a season? Why wouldn't you want that? I understand how it looks, but you have no way of guaranteeing that he would be any better than Nolan Patrick or Morgan Frost or Cam York or anybody else that they've drafted in the last 10 years.
0: And who's the player they picked over? him?
1: Cam York. Okay, like
0: (sighs) Cam York, we talked about him a little bit earlier in the show, is going to be an excellent hockey player. We expect him to kind of dominate the AHL level this year. If he comes out to be 90 percent as good as uh, Cole Caulfield is relatively, but it's as a defenseman, I would argue that that's more valuable to the team.
1: It can be i I think the argument the argument there though is, is that and this kind of goes this is gonna kind of tie into what happens if the flyers finish at the bottom of the standings or or the purpose of why they should. you need at this point in time, I don't know like they don't have a single player, and I already mentioned it's kind of like they're icing a preseason lineup right now with the way the injuries are. but they don't have a single player, and I would argue this with or without the injuries. Maybe Travis Konechny is that guy right now, but you gotta I need to see this sustained over the whole season too. And we have no clue what his injury status is because all we got was he was out on Saturday and they sent him it, back to Philly for evaluation. That's it, great. We have
0: no idea like, what's going on. I need,
1: I, need, I need a little more than that hopefully soon. But they don't have a single player who has take over the game ability no. by himself. They don't have that guy.
0: Um, and
1: and, I, and Caulf- <sighs> Caulfield could. That's all I, I'm saying.
0: I agree. I think... I want to say Joel Farabee has it in him,
1: but but Faraby's te- as far as I'm concerned, Farabee's technically hurt too because That's he's fair. coming back from this surgery, and this is possibly going to take all year.
0: To be fair, though, Eichel has looked incredible.
1: Right, but it took him a year.
0: Yep. So, sure so did. talk to
1: me next year about Joel Farabee. But right now, in this moment, they don't have a player that they can put on the ice that will take over a game. And I agree. Col- and, and Columbus does. Ottawa does. Dallas even does. Like, Dallas has a great team of depth. I think Dallas is... The, re- the reason Dallas is in the top five in the standings is not because of one player. May- well, maybe but, goal,
0: but Right, but Jason Robertson is pretty But Robertson pretty good. can do it. Right, right. but he could but do if, it. Even looking ahead, Calgary has players like that. Washington has players like that. Pittsburgh, the Islanders, Tampa Bay, New Jersey, Colorado, that, Washington, that, Vegas, stop me. Arizona right, that, on the 11th is the next time the Flyers play a team that doesn't have a superstar.
1: And I would... Well, and I would love to see where Arizona is by that time, especially if this prolongs itself because, you know, Arizona is not that far
0: back in the standings, by the way, that's the game in Arizona,
1: right? The one in front of that's going to be fun It's going to be interesting. I kind of don't hate that. It's a Sunday night, but not like for Arizona, like for Arizona, not super late. Like it's an Arizona afternoon
0: game. Yeah, that's going to be it's going to be hot even in even in December. Um, Oh, sure. Um, (laughs) Yeah.
1: But that's but like to your point, you you just nailed exactly why I'm sitting here telling like that's why I'm asking help help Where's me the find end? the loss, yep. yeah or help me find the win because I can look at Calgary and find like if you give and, and I'm strictly even going off of give Calgary enough power play opportunities, don't you think they're going to score at some point? Yep. I mean, Washington. We're only talking. We're, we're only talking about Jonathan Huberto and Nazem Kadri and guys like that, right? Oh, right. Washington,
0: how many how many goals does Ovi score? Does he right. catch oh, Gordy tomorrow? Does he catch Gordy at that game on Wednesday?
1: Um, you know what? In it, I I actually I'll be honest with you, I, I haven't he's,
0: really been. I think he's twenty or thirty shy. That's the joke. Um, well, right, but
1: I'm. Well, no, I want to look because I think it's I, I think it's closer than that. He's it's it is closer. He's about twelve off. Okay. No, but all right. He's about twelve off. How many games that is game he in now two weeks? And the second yep?
0: I've yep. I think we circled that game when the when the schedule came out. I think we looked at these two games against I mean, Washington. It's,
1: he's gonna he's if he's twelve goals away from tying, thirteen from passing. Right. He would have to cool down pretty, a little no, bit. <laughs> well, they don't they also don't play again until Philly. Oh okay. So, so, they have nothing for the first little bit. So, Philly's literally the next game. But then again, he could score two or three against Philly at home. Easily. He which would, loves which, scoring against you know, the Flyers. Which would push him to ten. Let's let let's say ten. Right, he loves shy scoring against tying. everybody.
0: Let's be honest.
1: And then they have one, two, three, four, five, six games in between. If he were to score a goal per game and come into the game in Philly, like two,
0: two shy, shy or three
1: shy, Whew. is it possible?
0: I'd be betting on it. He'd. He'd have I, to get. I'd it throw really- a dollar on it.
1: Okay, so there's then there's hold on, then there's a couple things in play right now, in, in, involving Ovechkin. Then there's a couple things in play. One would be like obviously yes, tying or passing Gordy Howe could, but it's a little bit more. I mean, he'd really have to get on a roll, but he'd have okay. To yeah. How how about forget that? What if he comes in on seven ninety nine? well In then, that second
0: game, then and I you're am Absolutely, putting one dollar or five dollars on Ovechkin anytime goal scorer. I'll tell you that much. I,
1: I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. Uh, one of the things I've done over the last couple of years, in particular, is I I look forward to some of the players I get to see from the opposition to see them in person. Or you know what? You never know if you're going to see something like that. I if if that possibility happens, I would love to say I was in the building for the third player in NHL history to get to eight hundred. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, you know, it would be. It's it'd be something.
0: It's wild. Just what we're saying with Alex Ovechkin. Sure. And, like and, he, yeah, and,
1: and yeah. now to further the other conversation, do you think that, you know, do you think Pittsburgh with Crosby and Gensel and Malkin are going <laughs> to, you know, be able to score on a power play? They're,
0: they're trying to turn their stuff around. They're still trying to kind of get the ship righted and get back on the right track for the season.
1: But they have, because I think like no, I they agree. didn't lose. They didn't lose during that losing streak. I think weren't all of those games regulation.
0: I believe so, yeah. But
1: So they went 4-0 oh, and 1 to start the year and then lost 7 in a row in regulation.
0: I think one nope. was overtime.
1: You're right, one was. Okay. All right, fair enough. But it doesn't matter. So 6 games so they were 4-6. Oh, out- yeah, so they came out after 4-0 oh, and 1, they came out of the next stretch 0-6 oh, and 1. Yeah, and four, now have it four, And now have two. it and now have it back to 8-7 and 3. Yeah, no, they're definitely they're, turning it around for sure. They're that's turning what I'm, the corner.
0: That's what I'm saying is that they're going to come in and they're going to look at a rivalry game and they're starting to kind of click. And yeah, no, that's going to be right.
1: Obvious. And it's, and it, well, and the thing is, like, as much as like the Islanders have teetered between where they are in the standings right now, which is technically 11th with an 11 and 8 record, but they're only a couple of points away from being a top five team in the league. Like yep. I looked the other day, and they were like fourth in the league standings. And it's like, Oh wow. Okay. I didn't think yeah, like, I thought the Islanders would have a better start, obviously, because you get right. a little bit of a comfort level. You get to play at home a lot more in the first half of your season.
0: than time. you did last year. Right. Right.
1: But, so but a, I didn't think a they new would be coach
0: teams. new system.
1: How many, okay.
0: Seriously. For a second,
1: how many teams in the top portion of the standings have new coaches? It's a lot,
0: a lot. There was a lot ba- of shuffling.
1: Boston, Vegas and Dallas all have new coaches and are yep. pulling this off. And if the Islanders are up in that ranking too, then the Islanders do as well. Yep. That's a lot. I mean, it's a lot of coaching turnover that has somehow amounted to, you know, what you would expect it to success. be, or that what you expect it to, be, but to, to early success. Yep. And I mean, if, and there's other teams too, you can do the same thing with where if like, like I can look at some of the teams in the middle of the pack too, and go, they're also in line for that. You know what I mean? Like, right. With a new coach where they're in line for it could get this could get really good like yeah flor if Florida gets on a roll, then it's happening under a new coach i would I would still qualify if Montreal gets on a big roll somewhere down the road it's still that's still new to me i mean I know uh, he, yeah. i know he's i know he's technically in his first year officially yeah. as a head coach yeah he's and still he had a, new had a coach. half and had a half a year as the interim right. I don't care like I think, right. and I, for what it's worth, since we mentioned Cole Caulfield, I think that that's the guy. There's a guy who's working wonders on Caulfield.
0: Absolutely, like,
1: same type
0: of player. Absolutely, he laid the blueprint for what Cole Caulfield is. Same
1: exact freaking type of player, and it's that that could not be a more perfect match. But,
0: all right, you know what else is a perfect match? Us Getting coming back. Us coming year. back next Sunday. Next week. Yeah. All right, we got four games. We got Calgary, Washington, Pittsburgh, New York. We'll be back. Uh we'll see if the Flyers come back with a 10 game losing streak. Um,
1: it, we'll know the answer by next uh, Sunday.
0: Yes, we will. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter if that still exists. At YWT Podcast. <laughs> follow at Kevin at Kevin underscore dorso. Um we're on Facebook, Instagram, Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Sportstalkphilly.com. Make sure to follow them at sports again if love Twitter the, exists. I love um, the, the No,
1: but I love the Instagram because I think Instagram's where a lot of people are thinking they might be able to go <laughs> like I, I, I joined the, like I not join uh, I'm not saying join Instagram by the way like I joined that crowd of people that on whatever night it was Thursday night that just started sharing like by the way here's my Instagram here's just where I'll in. be <laughs> well I don't look I don't know what I'm gonna have to do if this goes like goes away I don't think Twitter's going like, belly up <sighs> I don't think it's fully going away I think something is gonna have to give
0: we'll see But, all right, well, maybe we'll have answers to that by next Sunday, but we will definitely have answers about that 10-game losing streak. So, uh, in the meantime, it was a good one. We'll see you.